I just found out from my finance guy that I cannot actually deduct my bourbon as a work expense. I guess I don't really understand liquidity after all. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of IBF On Demand. I'm your cash poor but personality rich host, Eric Wilson. You can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. Thanks for the follows, the subscribes. Find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you find your podcast. You can find me there as well. And I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Arkiva, driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Check them out by su- checking them out, supporting them, or at least giving them a, a, a review or view when you're looking at your uh, next software. Helps me out and helps this podcast out as well. So thank you, Arkiva, and thank you for checking them out. I want to mention we got a special flagship event coming up in Scottsdale. It's Every year, it's the best of the best, best practices across supply planning, demand planning, predictive analytics, SNOP, the whole gambit of what IBF does. It's our flagship event. It's in October, and this year, it's going to be in Scottsdale. So check it out at IBF.org. It's October 17th through the 20th. Three days of content, one day of a special uh, intense talking about demand planning uh, given by somebody else other than me, which is going to be great. I get to sit in and learn this year as well. But four great days of content in sunny Scottsdale. It won't be as hot in October. Going to be golf, going to be insights, going to be network. Check it out, IBF.org. Today's topic, we're going to talk about supply chain. Demand planning and their trusty sidekick, finance. Yes, finance. That trusty sidekick, the important third person that we need to incorporate into our little gang here, our tribe. Okay, I'm I'm sure they don't like to be referred to as a sidekick. So maybe how about we're diving into the not-so-secret world of finance and why supply and demand need to embrace them and need to embrace it. Is that a little bit better for you? According to an article by Mark Lawless that was in demand-planning.com, finance professionals are the ultimate risk mitigators. They can help planners dodge demand and supply risk with grace and ease. And it's important that we understand exactly what they do. That's why I have a very, very special guest on today, Marsha Williams. Marsha Williams is a consultant, educator, writer, and speaker. With almost two decades of experience in finance supply chain adventures, Marsha has had the privilege to work with high-profile companies, many Fortune 500, including Hershey's, Cody, and Cummins. Starting as an accountant in Uruguay, She entered the supply chain and procurement world through Michigan State University. She current founder and managing partner of USM Supply Chain Consultants. She's the author of Scaling Supply Chains with Marsha, 
a light-hearted but very informative lead. Help me welcome Marsha. So welcome, Marsha. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Eric, for having me. It's great to be here today. Yeah, so I, I go to the Chicago Best of the Best conference and, you know, I give the uh, opening speech and I come home and there's this book waiting for me by somebody what was there. And it was a great read, by the way. So thank you for sending that to me. Of course, my pleasure. And thank you for reading it because it's a long book. So thank you, Eric. It was an, it was an, it, not to say easy read, but it was a fun read. So that, that's how I could get through it. So my first question for you then, okay, here's my first question, is scaling supply chains with Maria. I noticed your name is not Maria. Who's Maria and why this title? And I guess you have a few books, kind of the similar type titles. Yes, yes. I have another book that also is with Maria. I'm so who's Maria? Serious. You got you to so know who, who Maria, Maria is. <laughs> yes, here is the mystery that I'm going to reveal. Maria is a character. She's the main character. And I wanted her to be a common person. And Maria in Spanish is a very common name. So that's why I wanted to include Maria. Anyone can do this if they have the right tools and processes. But regular people, we are not talking here about superheroes. It's regular people. That's why the name. That makes sense. But that said, I know a lot of people in supply chain demand planning, they are superheroes, though. I, I, I think so, at least. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> and every day there's a challenge. But what I wanted to show with this is that people that do great work, like the planners, right, are common people, but they do that they do great work. But it's not something special that we are born with. We can learn and we can develop and do accomplish great things as Everyone in supply chain, particularly during COVID times some time ago. Yeah. And, and the thing I liked about it was, it, much like this podcast and like what I like to try to do in, in my book that I had was take complicated concepts and make them simple for anybody to understand. Similar to what you did, you, you took a lot of complicated concepts in finance and supply chain and made it so everybody could understand. And I really appreciated you know, that aspect. It's the reason I wanted to have you on. So then my, I guess it would be my second question technically after we got by the Maria's part was you talk about supply chain and finance working together. My question then for the audience, got a lot of supply chain people out there is why should supply chain care about finance? Of course, and it's a very valid question. Finance speaks the language of the business. So supply chain also need to talk in the same language. So it's very important to know certain concepts about finance and accounting so we can improve in our careers. And the reason is that, for example, in supply chain, we talk about physical units, right? Eaches, pallets, cases. But the finance wants to know, okay, what is the impact of that 
what is that in monetary units, in value. So that's why it's very important for supply chain to understand the perspective of finance. Okay, it makes sense. But if I'm sitting in my supply chain role, I struggle because, I mean, finance, they do talk dollars. I'm talking units and volumes. Mm-hmm. What's going to ship? Real life things. I mean, they talk in averages and ratios. And I'm connected to, you know, real world. This is a unit I'm going to build. This is what I'm going to ship. This is when I need to do it. it so we, we talk different languages, don't we? Exactly. That is a fact. We talk different languages, but to be successful in supply chain, we need to start thinking how finance and the business think. The example that you provided, Eric, we are thinking about, okay, how many units we are shipping. Let's say that we are bringing a container like from China. We, we know all the details, how many units, how many cartons, is stackable, non-stackable, the ETA. Okay, finance wants to know how much are you going to sell? How much that container, that shipment represents? I want to see that in sales, in revenues. And what is the cost that is not the same that considering only the cost of the goods. So that's why we need to start thinking, changing our mindset to be more aligned to finance. Because when we want to suggest something, let's say that we want to expedite or we want to do air freight instead of ocean, okay, how are we going to show that? We need to show it with value in addition to units, because finance, sometimes they don't care about physical units. So you said finance thinks differently, which I totally agree. I think finance, different thought processes. And one of the things, every function has their own thought process, their own what they're trying to accomplish. You gave a few great examples of there uh, from a finance. Could you provide a little more insight into the financial mind? Uh, what exactly are they trying to accomplish? What's their end goal in collecting this information from us or where they're getting the information? A little more elaborate on what's a finance mind? What are they thinking? How, how are they trying to accomplish? What are they trying to accomplish? Exactly. They want to see the impact on profit, for example. There are three main financial statements. So we have the balance sheet, we have the income statement or PNL that we always hear talking finance about that, and we also have the cash flows. So each time we work on a project, let's say I am in, in supply chain, in procurement, and I need to analyze the cost savings, right? So finance, typically how we do it is that we take the annual spend, we see the unit price, they are, well, there are different considerations, which cost we need to take if the, from the last purchase order or the average or standard cost. But basically what we do is a comparison, right? We take the volume and the new price minus the old price. Those are the savings. So we present that to finance. 
and finance will say, okay, when I'm going to see the savings. So that is coming back that to have that change in mindset. We need to put timing when this is going to happen. Because we know there are certain lead times and we know that well in supply chain. So we need to know when we are going to place the purchase order, how long it's going to take manufacturing or if we are not doing manufacturing to assemble or, or sell it. And then they are when we sell is when we can show finance. So we need to consider those those elements how our work is reflected in those statements how is reflected in the profit in the gross margin for example so when is going to be able to see it when i'm going to get that cost saving so those are the the elements that are important. I, I have another example too. Oh, please go ahead. <laughs> I, I get uh, excited about this, but <laughs> this, this happens like in many cases. We have, let's say that the company has different manufacturing plants and also other companies that do manufacturing. That is most of the cases because they cannot produce all the volume. So in that case, the production that is under co-manufacturers, supply chain can say, okay, they are taking care of that. I'm going to take care of my, my own work in the, with the manufacturing plant doing the planning and they take care. And they have inventory too. Well, we need to report to finance that inventory that the co-manufacturers have even it is not in our books because it's not our own inventory, but that represents potential liabilities because if we stop the relationship with the co-manufacturer, if they cannot sell that inventory, we will have to buy it. So those are aspects that we need to, to think when we are doing our work or when we have many purchase orders open and we say, no, these are... I, I shall have them, but I know that the supplier is not going to ship against them. I shall have them. They are old. Well, finance may be creating reserves or accruals. So in that way, we are not representing the operations in the financial statement correctly. I don't know if these examples no, no, are, are helpful. Great examples. No, great examples. Great examples. I love examples, and I know our audience does too. So thank you very much uh, for those examples. You know, I got a little bit tougher question now for you because I mean, now we understand the financial mindset. We know what they're trying to do. Why they want some of that information. Now I'm going to go back to that supply chain plan, uh, planner or demand planner, and how do we? let them understand our mindset a little bit better because we're getting pressure saying you need to cut cost. You know, we need to improve margin, need to cut cost, cut cost. We got a lot of pressure to cut cost or inventory turns. We want to increase our inventory turns, which means you need to lower inventory. At the same time, you want the top line revenue number. We're looking at this metric, you know, these, these mandates coming down and saying we can't do all three. How do we communicate that back saying, yeah, 
I understand from a financial perspective, we want this, this, and this, but what we're doing, it's hard. We can't be able to accomplish this. How do we communicate back or how do we let you understand our world a little bit better? Yes, great question. What we can do, one of the measures that we can take is to be clear about lost sales. Because finance, in many cases, the focus, of course, lower the cost, lower the cost. Because what happens is with lost sales, we don't see that in the financial statement. There's nothing there. Gotcha. So finances are okay. It doesn't matter. But we need to be able to show that if, let's say, that we are paying this this quantity, this amount because the supplier is more reliable if we are doing raw materials. If not, they will have this amount in lost sales. That is important to show, and we need to quantify. That, that is how we can gain credibility because loss of lost sales. The same when sometimes we need to increase cost because we expedite or we want to be in line, we, we want to be first in the production schedule with certain products. So that is what we need to show to finance, that if we don't incur in that cost, okay, then the impact is going to be this in sales. We can even lose customers or customer service. The cost of customer service is going to be greater. So we need to be able to tie all the different pieces that we do in supply chain, how it will impact, and not only the cost. And that is something, is a challenge, because the traditional view of finance is just to look at the cost and not on the return on investment. Here in supply chain, and I'm saying this not because I am in supply chain, mm -hmm. but we have an impact on the top and also on the bottom lines. And that is what we need to show to finance. They can understand that if operations don't work in that way or we don't expedite, they will see the impact on the top line. Okay, that, that actually made a lot of sense. That was a great explanation for it. But my next question then would be, what are some of the KPIs or ratios that supply chain that they should be more come aware of, that finance uses and, and probably we should understand a little bit better? Yes, an area for us that is very important is inventory, right? And with inventory, we have, in particular, when we switch in, in CPG companies, right? Like, for example, food or then we have beauty. What happens is that there are many new product introductions or there can be changes in the packaging because they have a very strong marketing component. So something that we need to track, always manage, is inventory. And we can do up to a certain point, right? But 
we need to track like the old inventory when we are going to run out and then when we can start with the new one. That is very important and it's a metric, right? We need to see age inventory. That's important. Another metric that I know that everyone is probably aware is how many days we have in inventory because we have inventory to sell. And that is a, a very good point about a book, a very famous book, The Goal, that they talk about throughput. Throughput, but not production. How much of that inventory we sell. So it's sales. So we need to see how, how much inventory we have in sales, right? So optimizing inventory levels, that is another metric. We can do inventory in sales or in, in, in days of sales, or we can also have inventory turnover. That is a, a, a metric that, of course, supply chain has a huge impact on that. So I would focus on many metrics on those two, and of course, on time in full. That is always important to track because that shows and gives the company a competitive advantage, right? That really shows how supply chain is performing. So those metrics, I think, are very important. It, to know if we say we need to focus on only one area to learn more about how finance thinks, I will focus on inventory. Okay. So do supply chain people need to become experts at finance to be able to kind of understand the P&L and cash flow and ratios? Do we need to become experts at finance? I mean, because numbers can be intimidating. I, you know, I'm not that good with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to become experts. We need to understand how to read the financial statement. Yes, because it's going to give us a, an advantage and, and those key concepts, right? I would focus like what finance and accounting are going to ask about the information. Coming back to the to the container example, that shipment that we are bringing from China, we need to know the have everything, everything together, right? The cost of the, the, the shipping cost, also the product, any additional cost that we can have, like warehousing, because finance is going to ask for that. So it's better to know up front what they are going to ask. So I have it ready. So I will, fo I will focus on, on that. And also how finance is managing the information. This is, for example, in planning, right? Because we have different product families or product groups. We have a structure there. And finance, when we look at that, we don't know even where to start to match. So if we know how they are tracking, we can map out. But we need to know. So those two aspects, what information they may ask, 
and that is why it's important to know about the key concept only or read the or to be able to read the financial statements and then how finance is using that information so another example that we talked before was the purchase orders the open POs if I know that they are using it to create the reserves for the liabilities to create the accruals I would clean up the POs or at least I communicate that to finance so that is um, my, my recommendation that's, and that's a good recommendation as well. So I got time for one more quick question. Uh, so we talked about finance, talked about supply chain. We talked about the different mindsets of both, what they're both are trying to accomplish. KPI. We, we covered a whole lot. So thank you for that. Uh, the last thing, kind of parting advice, how do you start bridging the gap in these organizations? Because we have a lot of siloed organizations still out there. How do you start breaking down those silos what do you recommend for that person watching this podcast right now that says, yeah, I agree, but how do we start bridging these gaps uh, in communication and breaking down these silos? Yes. One key aspect, of course, is to get more involved and get finance also involved in what we are doing. So the meeting that we have, like when we are executing SNOP, finance needs to be there. And it's not common to have finance. We have, typically we have sales, yes, we have supply chain, we have the brands, uh, sometimes it's, it's separated. And also we have the new product introductions or the, the product team, right? But finance is not very common that they participate in those meetings. So one suggestion is like to bring finance more involved because supply chain is the one that creates the value. So they need to know more what we are doing. And also we can start participating in their meetings too. What I do is I, I just say, I would like to be in this meeting. I'm not going to participate. It's just to listen. So I become more aware of what you need and we can be aligned because that happens in, in big um, in big companies, and not, not only in big companies, also the companies that are growing very fast. Exactly. So we need to work with them more closely together. It's wonderful. Well, it was great having you. I loved your book. Thank you very much. Uh, I enjoyed it. And thank you for the great insights today. Uh, and I look forward to you, uh, seeing you on a town hall or a, a conference coming up here speaking as well. I thank you so much, Eric. It, it has been a pleasure and yes, and an honor to, to be here in your show. So thank you again. <laughs> thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Okay. That was a great uh, interview. I knew it would be. And see what you can get by sending me merch or a book. You might get on my podcast as well. I'm not saying I can be bribed, but what I'm saying is I have had Carhartt on and have had authors on some, just say. Anyway, it was a good interview. And that's the true reason why I had her on. Because she took a complex subject and made it easy for me 
and you to understand. And that's the people I like to have on my podcast. And she met, meet those criteria. So the reason I had her on. Kind of talking a little bit about why we need to work, worry about more about finance. Benefit number one, it improves risk mitigation. Financial metrics, they help us help them foresee potential risks and challenges from a corporate and executive standpoint. Benefit number two, better decision making. We're all about providing information and insights to make better decisions. Enterprise optimization outside of your functional silo is important to make better decisions. The only way we're going to get that is to understand impact on the financials as well. Benefit number three, enhanced collaboration. We're all about collaboration. Working with finance professionals, they're like the diplomats of the supply chain worlds. They have the executive's ear. They have really what's with that go-between between what is happening and what the executives want to know about as well. And benefit number four, optimal resource utilization. We're all about optimizing our resources. Every penny counts. Understanding those pennies, how they add up to dollars and impact of the company, that not only is important, but it gives us more bang for the buck as well. Well, that's a wrap. I'm going to go take inventory of my bourbon for tax purposes. My name is Eric Wilson. You can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. As I said, giving a shout out and thank you to our very special sponsor, Arkiva, driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Check out Arkiva. And once again, October 17th through the 20th, Mark your calendar right now, October 7th to the 20th. Mark your calendar, or better yet, go to ibf.org, check out the events page, and check out the best practices flagship event in October in Scottsdale, Arizona. Four days, amazing content, multiple speakers, multiple industries, companies going to be there as well. Check it out, ibf.org events page. And Just sign up today. And remember, when working with finance, metrics, whatever you're working with, don't forget, wash your hands. Bingo, bango.